What's up, everybody? This is Tanner from TanManBaseballFan.com. Hope everybody is doing well out there. Uh, I uh, got a message this morning, and it's a message that I had seen that was sent to me recently uh, more than once, and uh, I wanted to bring it up here. Um, there is apparently... I don't know if you've heard of it before or not. It's called the Industry Summit. And I think it's put out by Beckett, I think. I don't recall. But uh, anyways, they do a uh, survey. And, you know, they'll say, the questions will be like, you know, hey, what's the best product of 2021? The best card of 2021? You know, for baseball, football, basketball, that sort of thing. And one of the questions... Uh, on this was what's the best in, uh, or the number one influencer uh, so they have uh, Darren Ravel uh, Ken Golden uh, Steve Aoki Gary V and they have a write-in option and so I've had a handful of people reach out to me and give me a screenshot that where you put write-in uh, they put uh, Tanner Jones which is me if you don't know my full name, that's my full name. <laughs> and uh, I thought that was really nice. It was flattering. I don't think it's really deserved. Um, you have Gary V, who is a multi, multi, multi-millionaire, uh, who is big time into cards and everything, right? And Steve Aoki, who has his own line of cards underneath tops. You have Ken Golden, who... Uh, sells through his auction house millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars uh, worth of cards and is uh, going to have like a television show coming up pretty soon and then of course you have Darren Ravel uh, there's somebody else in there too I don't recall but Darren Ravel he, uh, uh, I think he's a guy from ESPN and to give you an idea of <laughs> of the disparity of popularity from between myself and Darren Ravel. First of all, everybody knows him. <laughs> that's, that's to start off. But uh, he reached out to somebody that knows me because um, he liked the idea of custom cuts that, that I did, that I started, off, uh, started up a few years ago. And he said that he would like to uh, retweet my my tweet about uh, custom cuts but he didn't want my website to go down like that's how big of a deal he is like he worries for other people's traffic just by simply retweeting uh, a link yeah <laughs> I don't know I, I can honestly say I have never had that problem whatsoever <laughs> so, so I guess uh, it got me to thinking about um, everything in the hobby like trying I'm trying to figure out I guess a little bit of of where I fit in here um, in the hobby, not necessarily as an influencer, I guess, because that's not really something that I, uh, think of myself as, uh, Dr. James Beckett, he said I was, which was nice. And it's always good and flattering to hear this stuff, but I just really don't see it myself. So, um, <laughs> so part of this, the reason for this podcast to start off with is number one for me to say, Hey, listen, if you all can find it, the Industry Summit survey, wherever it is out there in the interwebs, I don't know where it is, uh, 
And if you uh, feel so led to write me in, I'd love it for sure. I don't really think it's going to do anything compared to those guys that are already in the system. But, you know, hey, why not, huh? Um, so that'd be kind of fun. But the second thing, I started really thinking, like, what is an influencer? Like, what, what do you want in this hobby for an influencer to be? So you have uh, Gary Vee, who he's a very polarizing figure. Um, many, many, many people love him. Many people hate him. I happen to be a person that love him, that loves him. Uh, when it comes mainly to business stuff, you know, for sure. Um, I don't really know exactly, I'm not too well versed as far as what he does in cards, uh, but I do think that uh, his presence is probably a good thing in the hobby. And I know he's here to make money. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people that are here to make money in this hobby, and that's fine. Um, so, uh, when I think of him being an influencer, I think that he influences maybe how people buy and sell. And that's fine. Um, you know, so I, I think that's kind of one sect. Um, so when I think of uh, Darren Ravel, I think he is a hobby influencer by maybe news he breaks uh, or stories he investigates, perhaps. Um, Ken Golden, definitely an influencer because uh, he has one of the largest, most well-known auction houses. I think he sold sold it recently or something but uh anyway i mean that's that's all these people are worthy of the name uh you know top influencer in our hobby i would say um in different sects so there i think there's different subcategories so um if i could pick um if i could pick what area of influence I would like to have in the hobby for somebody is I want to be somebody that helps people along to get the most enjoyment out of the hobby because I've gotten a lot of enjoyment out of the hobby and I want to share that experience with everybody. Um, so I know that there are a lot of pitfalls that can come along with collecting because there certainly can be uh, potential problems of addiction or spending too much, uh, whether that means spending too much money or time, uh, any type of resource in this hobby, that's definitely a, a you know concern for a lot of people. Um, or rather, it should be, <laughs> and it's not. <laughs> uh, so uh, I want to be a person that influences you uh, to, I guess I could say, collect the right way. Whatever that means for you, uh, collect a way that you, it maximizes your enjoyment and somehow, in some way, shape, or form, uh, enhances your life. And it's kind of funny to think of how, you know, baseball cards and collecting might enhance your life, but I truly do uh, believe that, uh, you know, God gives us these hobbies to enjoy. Um, and... You know, I think we can also tend to overindulge and uh, we can make excuses saying, you know, hey, well, at least I'm not uh, spending this money on, you know, drugs or or alcohol or whatever. Or, <laughs> you know, I, I've heard that more times than I can count, you know, but, uh, uh, you know, I think 
deep in our heart of hearts, we know what's right and what boundaries we should set. Um, and so I would like to influence the hobby in that way. I want to be able to help people along the road to collect the right way, to enjoy uh, the hobby as much as they can and uh, allow it to be a release in life. And so uh, in doing that, I want to be able to give you all tools to be able to accomplish that. And so I try to sprinkle that stuff out um, throughout my podcast and uh, my articles and everything whenever it comes to me writing about various topics. Now, a lot of the topics that I write about have to, they're centered around cards that I just picked up. And so I'm trying to, every time I get something, I think, how can this benefit everybody else? Um, the story behind this card or whatever. And so either I'll try to be as explicit as possible or it'll just be implied, uh, you know, for whatever I write or whatever I say here. So, um, you know, that's really kind of what I want to do. I don't want to necessarily uh, influence the market one way or the other to, you know, buy or sell certain cards because, <laughs> I don't, frankly, I don't know, especially in this market, what is uh, going to sell really well tomorrow and what's going to sell really terrible tomorrow. And it would eat me alive if I knew that I gave bad advice to somebody um, when it comes to, uh, you know, your hard-earned money. I don't want to be somebody that's uh, responsible for that. <laughs> so all I can do is kind of tell you what I think. And, uh, you know, definitely, um, you know, your mileage may vary. Because guess what? I'm not always right. Um, you know, I've said this many times, and I'll say it again. Uh, <laughs> the... <laughs> At the very beginning of uh, of this pandemic, I was I was in sell mode because I thought everything I thought the sky was falling, you know. And I not only did it not fall, our little beloved hobby here uh, skyrocketed. <laughs> I would have never been able to have told that. So if I told everybody sell, 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 um, you know, because uh, the end is near, um, I would probably had a lot of people that have been very upset with me um, <laughs> so uh, I'm thankful that I did not give that advice out uh, and so it'll probably be a nice little caution cautionary tale for me in the future if I ever do want to say hey you know buy this card buy what sell this card now whatever uh, I am I'm just not that guy <laughs> as much as I would love to say I have a crystal ball as much as I would love to say that uh, I have a pulse on the hobby like nobody else does um, yeah, I'm just not sure if that's, I'm just not sure it's true, at least not to the point where I'm confident enough to tell you, Hey, spend your money doing this, that, or the other. Um, I guess, you know, so I, I guess I'll give you all of that with, uh, as the caveat for what I'm going to say now, um, that I've said quite a bit over the past, you know, several months, but, uh, you know, I'm a really big believer in vintage, uh, you know, high end, uh, super key. Uh, vintage in low grade with high eye appeal. Um, I'm just a very big fan of this. I mean, and even if it's not for investment purposes, uh, which a lot of it is for me, um, it's also a matter of just enjoyment. I've got like less than 50 vintage cards and 
gosh, guys, like I just, I enjoy looking at them. <laughs> I never get tired of looking at them. And I've made a decision that the cards that I keep, uh, these cards are, are cards that I need to be excited about looking at. Uh, otherwise, what's the point of having them? <laughs> you know, so, so that's kind of where, where I'm at with it. I just really, truly do enjoy these cards. And, and you never know what's going to happen in the market. Like I've, uh, I sold some cards for, uh, you know, really good amount of money this past year. And uh, I bought some back uh, probably a little bit higher than I should have. And now they're down lower. But the thing is, is I still have cards that I really enjoy and appreciate. And plus, you know, you'll never know what's going to happen with, for, uh, for instance, uh, you know, the future, like <laughs> eBay uh, did a really big thing uh, today or yesterday, I think it was, they pulled all of the PWCC auction listings, which is insane. It is absolute insanity. Like they, uh, eBay said, you know, hey, we've noticed that uh, there has been shilling going on. So we are going to go ahead and shut down <laughs> all of your listings. And that's a massive deal to the sports card industry. And I think that a lot of people that hold certain higher end cards, they're a little worried about what that's going to do with their value because the comps might say something uh, completely contrary to uh, what reality is. And, you know, I'll give you an example. Let's say a 53 tops card of Mantle, let's say a lower grade uh, has been selling. And I'm just making these numbers up because so, I don't really know. But let's say they sell for about $3,000 in a PSA 1, okay? Um, we might find out months later that, uh, you know, they've been shilled and maybe the true value of them are only 1500 or $2,000. I don't really think that's the case necessarily across the board or anything. I don't think that's the, uh, the rule. I think that might be the exception to the rule, but I just don't know. Um, but there's a little bit of fear, uh, that that's, uh, that that might be coming or, might actually be here already. Um, so yeah, I guess my best advice I could tell you, if you're looking to buy something, buy something because you love it, you know? Um, and that's, that kind of flies in the face to any investment advice. They say, don't fall in love with, uh, with what you're investing or whatever. But, uh, you know, that's kind of worked for me is, uh, is buy what really, uh, excites you. Because remember, this is kind of a weird deal. It's not just investing it's not just a hobby like it's somewhere in the middle there for a lot of us myself included um you know i could have uh i could put like you know sell my all my vintage stuff and put it into rare coins or stamps or something and that would just be a, an investment uh but i wouldn't be nearly as interested in them i wouldn't care about looking at them with these cards i do it's like uh uh, if I have a Ty Cobb that is going to uh, depreciate over this next year, which I don't think is going to happen, by the way. Um, but even so, if it does, guess what? I still have a Ty Cobb. <laughs> you know, and that's that's what's, uh, what's so fun about this hobby is you can really fall in love with these certain cards. And, uh, you know, by the way, you know, kind of going to go down this rabbit trail here, but... Uh, talk about like heartbreak when it comes to missing out a card <laughs> uh, I ended up having my heart set on these two cards 
uh, at an auction house. And the way that auction houses work, uh, at least this one for this time, uh, they will run auctions for a month. And so I made all these grand plans of like what I was going to possibly say about them and, and you know, really kind of going back and forth on like how much would I actually, you know, uh, be willing to, uh, um, you know, put a bid on for these cards. And I was fine all the way up until the last day. <laughs> I got blown out of the water. I mean, it wasn't even close. Like, I lost out by like thousands of dollars on uh, on both of these cards. And, uh, you know, when that happens, you just kind of take the loss, you know, shrug your shoulders and go, oh, they weren't meant to be. <laughs> they weren't meant for me. <laughs> um, but, you know, that's that's kind of how it goes. Now, thankfully, we've got a lot of stuff here in this hobby that uh, is exciting to chase. You know, like we've got a lot of fun cards that we can always look, uh, look for. And plus, they're making new cool cards every day. Um, you know, I just landed a, uh, a mini metal uh, card of Kinseiko, for instance. It's not a, you know, it's numbered out three. It's not like a, you know, life-changing card or anything like that by any stretch of imagination. It's like, you know, <laughs> Uh, peanuts compared to what I lost out on but uh, still just a neat card and you know it's funny to be able to gauge that level of satisfaction now truly this card doesn't give me nearly the satisfaction as one of those other massive cards with that I was going for but uh, it's still it's still fun it's still really neat to be able to uh, to get something like that still really satisfying um, and if you're a player collector I know you get it if you're not a player collector, you probably don't. <laughs> it's uh, it's because I'm a player collector that I can understand why uh, somebody that really likes Albert Bell, for instance, or Paul Molitor, um, you know, cards, how they could see those, Alan Trammell, you know, how they could see these cards is like the apple of their eye. And, you know, understand that like the rest of the world may not really get it. If that makes sense, like they might, they might not just understand it all. Um, you know, why would anybody want an Alan Trammell card from, you know, that's uh, you know, number out of ten or whatever, you know? But there's a handful of guys that really, really do, and uh, and I get it. And so the way I think about it is, with my Conseco collection, the way I see it is, I see it as somebody else, anybody else really in the hobby would look. Uh, at Mike Trout cards, Derek Jeter cards, Ken Griffey Jr. cards. That's exactly probably how I feel about Conseco cards. It's probably exactly how the Alan Trammell collectors feel about their cards. Um, or Albert Bell, Paul Molitor, Robin Yount. Um, you know, so a lot of these guys that aren't like, you know, super duper star uh, status, but, uh, you know, they do have some, some collectors. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just, it's an interesting hobby because you can get excited about, like, I'll, I'll give you another example. I was just, uh, I was getting excited about uh, just thinking about 87 Donner's rated rookies the other day, like Greg Maddox, Bo Jackson, Mark McGuire. Those three rated rookies are probably my favorite uh, in the entire set. And I think they're just like beautiful. I think they're the greatest cards ever, <laughs> you know? Um, and, you know, you could probably pick them each up in nice condition for, you know, a few bucks each or something. They're not really a big deal. Um, but, you know, that's the fun thing about this hobby. You have 
cards that you can get like real stoked about they're only worth a few bucks and then you uh, of course can get really uh, excited about cards that are you know several thousand dollars which if you're spending thousands of dollars on cards you better be excited about them <laughs> otherwise you probably should not be going after them but anyway so uh you know back to the influencing deal um i do hope that i am a positive influence whenever somebody decides to click play on my podcast or makes the decision to sit down and uh you know pay attention and read all my super long articles i write <laughs> you know um I want to be a positive influence in this hobby um, and, uh, you know, hopefully entertaining. I really do hope I'm entertaining as well. Uh, and I get it. There's, there's some people that don't really like me all that much and, and that's okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I saw this meme the other day. It says, stop trying to please everybody or no, stop trying to make everybody like you. You don't ever even like everybody. <laughs> and, yeah, that's kind of what I needed to hear because I do try to make everybody happy. I try to do, I do try to make everybody like me and, you know, try to please everybody. Um, but yeah, it's just true. You, uh, you certainly cannot please everybody. You certainly cannot make everybody like you. So in any event, for those of you that do like me, um, yeah, thank you. Thank you for your like. <laughs> thank you for listening. Uh, to my podcast thank you for listening to or reading uh my articles and book and thank you also for watching me on youtube it's uh i don't know it's just this big uh you know web of interaction and i have fun uh conversing with you guys out there and you know have fun getting feedback from you all and uh, it's been good it's uh you know i don't i don't have the you know, millions of followers like these other guys do, you know, and that's okay. Um, it would be fun to have millions of followers, but uh, honestly, I, I have a feeling that if nobody listened to this and if nobody read my articles and if nobody uh, saw my YouTube videos, I have a feeling I'd probably still be doing it. <laughs> I'd probably still be doing all of it just because I enjoy it so much. Um, I enjoy sharing what I've learned I enjoy sharing what I've uh, uh, picked up, and you know, part of it is like and it's funny because even on Facebook, like every day, I'll try to post up a card or two from my collection and give a little bit of a background story on it. And you know, I'm hoping people enjoy it. I'm hoping people enjoy the uh, the stuff that I write on there and the pictures I post and you know the customs I create and that sort of thing. Um, but uh, anyway, so. Yeah, you know, thank you for your attention. Thank you for, uh, you know, for your feedback and, uh, you know, for your ears and eyes. I appreciate it very much, more than you know. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I guess, uh, I guess I'll end this off here. Um, in light of me telling you and spilling my guts on kind of like how I want to influence this hobby, how I want to be an influence in this hobby, I would love to hear from you all uh, what you would like me to talk about more going in the future. Um, tell me what you enjoy hearing uh, from me about. I mean, I would love to hear it. So uh, anyways, that's all for now. Thank you all as always for listening and I hope you all have a great evening.